This podcast is part of the Garnet Media Group Podcast Network. Garnet Media Group is a partnership between the student-run media outlets at the University of South Carolina. Find out more about Garnet Media Group's podcasts and other student work on garnetmedia.org. To Garden Black Unwritten, where we talk everything about USC's student-run magazine, pop culture, and college life. It's not scripted, it's unwritten. I'm Faye Fulmer, here with... Zane Heinlein. Today we'll be discussing our favorite online games growing up in the Wild West of MMOs that have existed. <laughs> and we will also have a little special guest on today. We have Chris LeBaron, who is the Copy Dust Chief for Garnet and Black. Chris, please give us a little introduction and tell the people um, what led you to your position so far at the MAG. Um, hey, my name is uh, Chris, like Zane said. I am a junior uh, environmental science and biochem major. Um, and I joined Garden and Black last year as a copy desk editor. Um, and then this year I uh, stepped up to copy desk chief. Uh, so basically I just uh, manage the uh, copy uh, desk section and we cover the uh, little edits like grammar stuff and uh, adherence to AP style for all of our articles, um, which is just the the style that our all magazine publications have to um, adhere to, like formatting and stuff like that. Um, so super fun. I've really enjoyed it and everything. Awesome. So what did you say your major was again? Um, I'm environmental science and environmental biochem. Science. Okay. So what, what have you always been interested in like doing like copy desk work or is it something that you just fell into? How did that happen? It was more, okay. Um, a freshman year, my uh, roommate was actually in Garden and Black mm-hmm. and then I said, oh, hey, that would be like super interesting. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not in that many uh, organizations and stuff and this seems yeah. like a super fun group to kind of just be a part of and join. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I looked at the options and I was like, oh, I, I've always liked liked writing, but I like making, like I like looking at other people's stuff and then helping to take it to like that next level basically yeah more than, totally like straight production yeah. um so i saw a copy desk and i was like yeah why not i feel like that'd be that'd be a good time and then yeah yeah that sounds awesome yeah we always copy desk is very important because people can come up with the ideas and they can write it but it's not ready to go in that mag until s- someone else has looked over it and made sure that it's solid yeah, we also cover like fact checking and everything mm-hmm. like that. So def- definitely, Ooh. definitely beneficial to have. Us, yeah, that's cool. Say. What goes into like the fact checking process? Uh, mostly we just need all of the sources used by the um, writers and mm-hmm. we uh, do a deep dive like on the sources that they used first. And mm-hmm. then we kind of go around it and see like, can we find something else that supports it? Or is mm-hmm. it just like this one thing that's saying that and we're about to spread misinformation oh yeah um, yeah that's super important yeah mm-hmm. and then um we also have all of their like interview recordings and everything so we go through those and make sure that nobody's misrepresented mm. okay awesome cool what what led you to being like wanting to be like the person in charge um I, just coming to vast head last year i would say and mm-hmm. chatting with the the previous uh copy desk chief mm-hmm. it, it it's a lot of the same, just yeah. more. So I, yeah, totally. That, that's that's most of it. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. Um, so as like the copy desk chief, how much creative control do you think you have? Like, did you have like any input in what the theme was this semester? Were you able to like cr- creatively contribute to anyone's pieces, or how does that work? Um, so 
a lot of the creative aspects really um, lie more on the the side of the author. We get some mm-hmm. creative control because, um, you know, like even a single comma, in my opinion, can change like everything in mm-hmm. a sentence. So um, yeah, definitely. We get some creative control in that aspect, but also it is the writer's work, and at the end of the day, it's their name on it. Mm-hmm. So we can't super change a lot. Um, yeah. So anything that we do change that could potentially change like what the writer meant to convey or anything, mm-hmm. we like run it through them and everything. Um, so not a, not a ton of creative not liberties, but uh, application the application of AP style and kind of ma- maintaining mm-hmm. that adherence is, I don't know, it's kind of a creative pursuit in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely agree. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, did you have any media of the week that you wanted to talk about? Okay, let's see. Um, I haven't really had a super ton of time for movie or TVs, which is normally mm-hmm. my media of the week. I'll be so honest. Yeah, that's like me every week. Like, I, I watch, like, two episodes of a TV. Unless I'm, like, binging something, I'll, like, watch two episodes of a TV show. I'll be like, that's my mm-hmm. media of the week. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, um, I, I normally watch, like, a single episode of something that I watched when I was, like, a kid just to go yeah, to sleep. Because I'm like, totally. oh, I don't really care what's I going on. I do that on. all the time. So, um, recently that's been Star Wars The Clone Wars. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that. Um. Um, and then I've been playing this uh, game called uh, Horizon Forbidden West, mm. which has been super fun. Um, so I've been really enjoying mm-hmm. that. Are you a big Star Wars fan? Um, yes, I actually I've been meaning to rewatch them recently. I um, was talking to my sister about mm-hmm. it a while back, and I was like, "Wow, I don't actually remember them as as well as I." Yeah, as well as I, I, like I feel that. Refresher. Yeah, my dad is a huge Star Wars fan, and he introduced them to me when I was. Middle school, early high school age, and I've been a really big Star Wars fan since then. I have a poster of A New Hope, like in my room, yeah. and I just love it. I love Star Wars. I, I, I always like decide like when I was younger, I was like, oh, I don't like Star Wars, like because like I was like in the mood of like, oh, I don't like things that are popular. But <laughs> then I finally watch them. I'm like, okay, I get the hype. Mm-hmm. It was such a big deal of its time, like the the yeah, definitely. the. Uh, it's just so it was just so unique there was nothing like it when it came out in the 70s and the fact that the legacy is like keep going on and it's never ending like i think that's just really awesome and i started watching ahsoka recently and i and i really liked it i okay i haven't had the chance to watch that yet but i feel like i would really enjoy it yeah but no i i completely get that just with Mm -hmm. like how much there is that star wars now like you can really just kind of like dive in and you're you're stuck you're stuck on in it yeah if if you really like Clone Wars, then you'll like Ahsoka because there's okay. there's some references to like oh my god Hayden Christian a little bit of spoilers but when Hayden Christian showed up I was like ah! <laughs> that was what I loved about the Obi Wan series did you watch mm-hmm. that and I was like I was like oh my god it's Anakin Skywalker I haven't seen you in so long and I was just so happy to see him Zane you're not a big Star Wars fan are you um, <laughs> I've been like forced to watch it. Mm-hmm. You know, I force against your will. I like movies that have little creatures, and that's the my favorite for like Star Wars. (laughs) Yeah, oh my god, are the little alien monsters? I love the little creatures. If I don't see a little alien monster in the first like half hour, I kind Mm -hmm. of zonk out. I'm a big fan of all the droids in Star Wars. (laughs) They're like a, they're like a totally a a little creature. But hey, I love Star Wars Land and Disney World. Oh my god, yeah, I don't get any of it, but like, it's It's, cool. I love the immersion. (laughs) I like the immersion. That's just it's great. Like, I want to be on a little planet somewhere. 
somewhere I with know. a little with a little droid. I d- mm. But I don't want to get involved in any of like the weird, no. gross parts of Star Wars, like where they're fighting. Like I just, <laughs> I just want to be like a girl. I want to be a princess. Let's just do the stars. I just yeah, let's just do the stars. Like that would be so fun. That's my that's my dr. That my Star Wars dr. Do you guys know what a dr is? What's a dr? It's like a dream reality. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was thinking like diary room or something. No, it's like so. Oh my god, this is a whole other topic that we that we probably shouldn't get into. We maybe we can talk about that on another episode. I could probably talk about it for a while, but we have other things to talk about today. So, do you, do you have any media of the week saying that you wanted uh, to go over? You know, <laughs> I feel like it's just been one of those weeks. Mm-hmm. Saw Mac DeMarco just released a new album. Oh. Was listening to that a little bit. He's a song on that called Hachiko about the little dog. And what? Little I think it's in like. Wait, the one I want to say it's like. Owner? Yeah, I want to say oh. it's either like. I want to say it's like Japan or something, but it's about this like. The story's like this little dog who waited every day at the train station for its owner, and mm-hmm. then the owner never came and the dog died. What the and heck? Like a, and there's like a little dog statue. And That's so like, sad. Yeah, and there's like a little song on this Mac DeMarco album about it. Is it good? Um, well, DeMarco is kind know. of in this. He's in this like little phase now where he's just like not singing. So he's not he, singing. Like it's just like instrumentals for the okay. most part. But right. it's cute. Yeah, this album literally came out today. Okay. Some other ones by Mac DeMarco Mark. was listening out in the shower. Is today. it worth a listen? Would you say? Yeah, I love Mac DeMarco. Just like super chill, vibey stuff. Yeah. I've is it re- like lo-fi sort of? Kind of. Kinda. It's just kind of like, it's a good, it's really good music. Mm. I love Mac DeMarco. Um, I started rereading Just Kids by Patti Smith. Mm. One of my favorite books of all time. It's it's just time for another I've reread. Never, I've never heard of it. What is it about? It's so good. So Patti Smith is just like rock and roll musician. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, her music's awesome. Um, from like 70s, kind of that type of like. Mm-hmm. Um, so she pretty much had this like whole love, like she... Was in super in love, and they had this. She had this whole relationship with the artist Robert Maplethorpe, mm-hmm. who is like a pretty famous queer artist who really rose to fame, infamy kind of, mm-hmm. in the era for photographing male, mu- n- male nudes and like super risque Ooh. type of things. But the book's awesome. She talks about um, their relationship, her relationship with writing, art, music. She talks about how she just like ran into like how she would just like casually chat with like Janis Joplin. Like oh she gosh. has all these like it was just really cool because she was like such a she was really in it with all of these super predominant um music artists it's really cool reading that about it like really living in like the what the, the chelsea hotel in new york like <gasps> it's just so cool. it's really cool and i love her outlook on Fabulous. life like her just her poetry is awesome yeah totally but yeah that's pretty much been my haven't really watched any movies or tv shows since the fnaf i think i take a i take a i take a cleanse after the fnaf movie <laughs> <A> cleanse <laughs> fabulous um, yeah Okay, so my meeting of the week, I have a couple of things I want to talk about. So my TV show of the week is The Golden Bachelor. I finally have gotten around to starting it. That's like with the adults, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, with like... The middle-aged people? The oldie people. They're like in their 70s. I've heard they've been getting wild. I mean, I've only watched like an episode and a half, but I'm going to watch more, definitely. Um, But the main reason why I was like, oh, I probably need to keep watching this is because there's a woman named Faith on it and she is so slay. Like, I was like, oh my God, this <laughs> yes. is me when I'm old. Yeah. She rode in on a motorcycle. That's I don't ride tight. a motorcycle, but like maybe when I'm old and have a have like a midlife crisis, maybe I will want to start riding on motorcycles. Um, so yeah, that's me when I'm older. And then she like, she was like, I'm a, her, wait, her, sorry. <laughs> her, um, her job is she's like a radio host. No way. DJ. I mean, she looks cool. Yeah, I yeah. A picture like that's a cool. That's a cool woman. 
See, she's yeah. such a slay. I want to be her when I grow up so bad. I think you can. And I'm like, I just, I never see like the only other like famous. I said other. I'm not famous. <laughs> That's not <laughs> what I other, meant. I meant besides other. Faith in this show. Yeah. Um, famous woman named Faith is Faith Hill. Oh. Oh, so I'm like, so I'm like, we need more faith representation. It it's because kiss. they're just waiting for me to become famous, and yeah. I will be the next faith that is famous. That's how, yeah, that's how I feel about Zane's. Like, yeah, I, no, the other like, Zane, the only other Zane that's famous is spelled Zane, differently than Zane me. Malik. Yeah, well, actually, coming from or Zane and Heath. Oh yeah, that's time. true. Yeah. Um, being being a um, One Direction fan, like since I was born, Zane was actually born with your spelling. But what? he changed it to Z A Y N because he thought it made him like more unique. And That's I'm like, Zayn is already a unique name, but like, but like spelling Z A Y N is kind of iconic. And also that that makes space for you and Are you the I'm not celebrity iconic? sphere. My spelling is not iconic. No, no, no. You since he's iconic because he spells it like that, but you'll be iconic because you spell it like Z A N E. I think so too. Yeah. So we guys, we all have our moments. Yeah. Chris, yeah. I'm sorry. There's a lot yeah, of no, famous Chris's. We've already reached a saturation point. It's Chris fine. Rock. Chris I can name, like, Hemsworth. Yeah. Chris Pine. Pine. Chris Chris wait, or, or okay, Chris wait. Evans. Hold on, though. If I started going by Topher, the only person I gotta compete with is Topher. Topher Grace. Grace. So or I, you can I go by Eric. But sir, why would you? <laughs> but sir, why would you go by Topher? <laughs> I like your middle name. <laughs> Did I miss something before I walked in the studio? Yes. Um, our oh. producer, um, Ella, she, she accidentally called Chris Eric earlier. So we were like, oh, that's your stage name. Yeah, and you know what? It comes full circle. It's. Yeah. Everything's a circle. Everything's a cycle. Everything's a cycle. Yeah. <laughs> it was meant to be. Because yeah, it's like Christopher. Yeah, yeah, my name is Christopher. So I. Christopher. Oh. oh. <laughs> Sorry, I could have made <laughs> that more clear. No, yeah. yeah, it's okay. <laughs> that was funny. But Faith, you've been gaming? Oh yeah, what I've been, been playing, I've been dude. hardcore gaming. Well, I went through a Sims phase a couple weeks ago, so I was deep into that. Yeah. But now I'm just like revisiting like all the games that I have been obsessed with at one point, and the one uh, that I'm obsessed with right now is Stardew Valley. Stop. Yes, I love Stardew Valley. It's literally one of my favorite games of all time. The first time I ever played it was during the pandemic, so it's like literally mm-hmm. was like Perfect my escape. real life. Like when I closed my eyes, I could see Stardew Valley. <laughs> when I went to bed, I dreamed about the mines. When I <laughs> oh my gosh, it okay. So Stardew Valley is a like uh, half like life simulator half like rpg sort of um it is so basically you're like a little cute little person and you're and you're you move away from the city and you move to this cottage that your grandpa used to live in and there's all this lore and blah 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 whatever and basically you are now a farmer and you live in this town called pelican 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 Town. Pelican Town. And it's on Stardew Valley. This like beautiful land. And there's these like little creatures and all these people that you can talk to and meet. And you can even marry people. I and one of my games, I've married Sebastian. He's like this like he has he's like long hair, he's totally my type. He's literally six <laughs> pixels. <laughs> he's literally a pixel. <laughs> <laughs> but we like got married and he like lives on this like cottage on the beach and he's like he's like kind of like like a kind of like straight out of like a Jane Austen book basically he's a, a dramatic type no this guy's hot I looked him up <laughs> <laughs> yeah this guy's hot oh, wow, wait, wait no Sebastian. Elliot Elliot oh my god I said Sebastian I meant Elliot 
Oh, well, oh but my I just God. I'm so sorry. Sorry. No, but I but I'm I, mixing them up in my head. There's but too I do many know Elliot that you're talking about. And yes, it's actually sense. Elliot. I no, this one's fair. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm also okay. attractive man. Sebastian is the oh, emo yeah. one. I'm kind of embarrassed because the first time I went through, I just went for Alex. Yeah, and that's what my sister no did. personality she there Alex. whatsoever. No, but he has like no spoilers for the game, but he has like a little backstory of like his parents. That is true. Yeah, died or something. That is. He's like he's totally a bro. You can play basically any. Where, uh, what do you play, Switch? I play on my Switch just okay. because I my Switch is like my gaming. Can you do multiplayer? You can like, do can multiplayer. Yeah, oh, so I'll start playing and we can link up. Okay. I, I played with my sister last week mm-hmm. when I went to visit her. We It was like nonstop Stardew Valley for three no, days. Yeah. <laughs> we no. got to the end of the mines. We are oh in Skull god. Cavern now. It's Oh my god. I cannot do Skull Cavern for I No, I'm horrible with Skull Cavern. Like I'm, I'm bad at mining in the first place. What? I'm fine with the regular mines, but uh, there's Skull Cavern, which is basically like the mines, but like... Combat difficulty harder. twenty times harder, and yeah. you have to do this, these very specific things to get there. So you can't just like mm-hmm. show up and start mining. You have to like yeah. Pay I had to like figure thing. it out. Um, but yeah, Stardew Valley has so much. Like it looks very surface level. It it's tells like, you nothing now. It tells you nothing of what it is, and then you actually start playing, it and you're like, I can't get out. And the figure, the figuring it out is so. It's so much fun. Yeah, the reason why I got obsessed with it again is me and my boyfriend. We were just. We were just like hanging out one night and so last year i was like kid will you play stardew valley with me because he he likes playing games i like playing games i'm like okay let's play stardew valley together because i never played multiplayer with anyone and he was like i'm just the way i play games i think everyone else wants to play it the same exact way so and he doesn't like being told what to do like and i was like and i was teaching him how to play it and he uh, he was and i was like okay like now you need to like go introduce yourself to all the townspeople so you can complete this quest and he was like i don't want to do that and i was like what (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> and so but now we figured it out when we play multiplayer i go talk to all the people i progress the story and he just does mindless things like chopping down trees and watering like that's what he likes man to do stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, man stuff so we've been having a lot of fun i think i'm having more fun than he is but he uh, he uh, we it's just fun to play no, games that's with adorable your yeah, friends and 100%. Your other, but i should get yeah. back into it Cause I've been trying, but then I'll like play mm-hmm. it for a little bit. I just like don't think I really understand how to play the game right. Yeah, you kind so of have to off. figure it out. But also, yeah. it's so good if you play multiplayer with somebody who has been playing, and they yes, can just like give little hints along the way, yeah, but not give I everything. Like, you know, I don't so want to give away everything because I want him to be able to figure out by himself. But also, there are some things that are like, how would you have known? Yeah, because like I, the way that I kind of had to do it was like, so I started it out, I like just like blank, and then I got really into it because I started like uncovering like what's going on, what's the story. I started getting close to all the townspeople and I was like, okay, I have to, how do I progress in this game? So then I ended up on the Stardew Valley wiki. I literally was going to say the wiki. I'm on that wiki. And I'm, so right now I'm a little bit lost in like my, my first game, not the game I play with my boyfriend and my first game a little, I'm a little bit lost because I'm like on year three three i think i'm married to elliot we have a child like i unlocked ginger island i'm about to unlock ginger and i'm like so lost like i don't know what i'm doing Mm -hmm. i just show up there every day and i try to get the golden walnuts and i can't ever freaking find them every single time you figure it out they add something new that just like totally changes yeah and i'm like i don't like i i'm just kind of stuck so i'm it doesn't give you instructions yeah it's just like do what you want and then stuff is happening if you want to see that stuff Mm -hmm. cool yeah. yeah, but it's so fun. It's Wait, so fun. Did, I love you, it so much. Did you know that Concerned Ape is coming out with a new game? Yes. The, the Chocolate Factory one? And I'm so excited. I'm pumped. I'm going to play. Chocolate it's called Haunted Factory. Chocolateer. Yes. I think it's kind of similar to Stardew Valley. Yeah. Um, but 
I, I think I, I think for this game I'm gonna download it, but I kind of want to go in blind, kind of like how I did with Stardew Valley, mm, and then figure it out yeah. along the way, because that's just so fun for me, honestly. Because so the first game that I was ever like really like dedicated to and I loved was The Sims, and I was obsessed with The Sims for like years on end. Me too. So it's kind of <laughs> fun to just now like go in blindly to games, because now mm-hmm. I'm like. It's just it's just fun to figure it out along the way. It is. That's mm-hmm. why I feel like when there's a new Pokemon game, like I never want to spoil yeah. the little creatures. Yeah. I just want to know. I'm I'm so bad yeah. at spoiling things for I myself. Do, I do that too. Well, speaking of games that we have loved our entire lives, yeah. so I wanted to talk about. So as a as a girl growing up, I. Okay, so there's this meme. I don't know if anyone's ever seen it, but I think it's like Kim Kardashian on the computer, like in, like Y2K. Yeah. And she was like, it's like, she doesn't say this, but it's just like the caption of the photo. It's like, since I was a little girl, I always knew I wanted to be on the pooter. <laughs> and I was Wait, like, what? I identify oh. with that so much. <laughs> the computer, but it said pooter. Pooter, that's, that's P-U-T-E-R. And I was like, I that's so me. Because when I was little, I was obsessed, obsessed, obsessed with games like too. like Club Penguin. Like um, there was there. Okay, I was never on Webkins, but I was a oh, big. I stayed on Webkins. I was a big Build a Bear girl, and there was a they had their own kind of game like yeah, that. I've never heard of that. Before. It was called Build a Bearville, and I was obsessed with it. It was so slay. I have so many like great memories. So. As kids born in the early 2000s, we were one of the first generations with access, like constant access to the internet as kids. Of course, your parents could probably restrict your computer access. Like I was only allowed on the computer for like an hour a day, which is kind of a lot, like looking back. But like, you know, I would I would come home from school if I had nothing else to do. I would just I would just be on my pooter. I would be playing my games on the pooter on the pooter. And, you know, like I it's just so crazy. Like I like kids in the 90s like they kind of had a little bit of computer access but mm-hmm. when we were growing up especially around the late 2000s it was the first time the internet ever kind of s- represented kind of what the internet is today but it was also completely different at the same time like we were, you were talking to a bunch of people around the world that you never met before it was kind of like the f- the first social medias for us definitely like and yeah and like you had you know you had at, like you could you could like customize your avatar you could talk to people online you could customize your house and kind of that was like the original social medias for us because like think about it like the way that we decorated our avatars and our houses is kind of like how we post on social oh, media 100%. today and i'm like we were that's kind of crazy yeah um, I ate up avatar customization. Like oh my any, God, yeah. any sort of like game where you could like design your little character and make it look like yourself. Mm-hmm. I was like just oh like like I would just go feral. Yeah, totally. Um and I was never allowed to be like a member on any of these websites, of which course. is so sad. The typical like mom, why don't you put your credit card into <laughs> like, this mom, random site? I need to be a club penguin Please, member. You I don't, don't understand. understand. Nobody takes me seriously. (laughs) I know. Yeah. So specifically when I'm talking about like these online games, I'm specifically talking about uh, like MMOs, like massively multiplayer online game. That's what it stands for, I think. But usually they're just called virtual worlds, specifically for kids. I know there's the ones that are kind of more geared towards adults, like second my sec my second life. Oh yeah. Um IMVU things like that. Those were more like the adult risque ones. They seem scary to me. I I don't want to think about them. But um 
Um, they would usually have chat rooms, customization options, mini games galore. Um, so specifically, here are some examples. Some of these I played, some of them I did not. Club Penguin, Build-A-Bearville, Webkins, Pixie Hollow, Movie Star Planet, Animal Jam, Wizard 101, Neopets, Pop Tropica, Moshi Monsters, etc., etc., etc. There are yeah. so many there of them. There are so, so many more. And you know what's crazy is most of these aren't online anymore. But the good thing is a lot of people have been like, um, like rewriting them, so they'll be yeah. like they'll be like a revamped version online, yeah. which is like the biggest like nostalgia high mm-hmm. you can get nowadays. Which is also something that I want to get into today because so Club Penguin, it was probably the biggest virtual world out there 100%. at the time. I didn't, I never. Pl- it started in 2005, I believe, mm-hmm. and it didn't shut down until 2017, which is crazy. Um, Club Penguin was definitely one of the biggest. I while I was doing some research for this topic, I watched some interviews and videos about um, the different events that went on in Club Penguin, um, and there was a point where there was like two million people on it all at the same time, That's insane. which is more wow. than most MMOs get in like a single year. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, I apologize, right. but it, that's still an insane amount of people. Totally. And that's specifically when they had an event going on, I think in like 2011 called like Operation Blackout. And it was like a super huge big deal. Like this doesn't exist like in on the internet today in the same capacity, which is so crazy. It's such like a... a a moment in time. I think we're going to look back at it in like 20 years from now and people are going to be like, oh, remember those days 100%. where we could walk around and be penguins and <laughs> little wolves? Like, like I don't know. I just wish more people... Yeah. I think we're kind of entering the stage like um, Gen Z where you're kind of looking back and it's starting to become really nostalgic for Which us. Is even insane to even think about at this yeah. point as we're getting closer and, like, to adulthood. Club Penguin shut down in 2017. Like, I was in like seventh grade. Yeah, that's like six years ago. I'm like, we're like 14. That's like a long time ago. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> like, like we're literally in college, and that shut yeah. down when we were in middle school. Like, I, I miss it. But basically, after Club Penguin shut down, a lot of, um, a lot of, like teams of people who like used to play Club Penguin, they would like make their own version. So like, I don't know exactly how it works, but I think they somehow get access like the source code the old data yeah. and make their own. Um, and there are a lot of these out there. The mm-hmm. biggest one was Club Penguin Rewritten. So after Club Penguin shut down, Club Penguin Rewritten was created. And that led to three people's arrests. Arrest? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. It was a huge, big deal. Well, it should have been an even bigger deal. But basically. Yeah, I guess you can't do that. So like <laughs> it was it was running for a long time. And yeah. there are a lot of these other, I forget, like recreations out there mm-hmm. that are running fine. And they've never had any. So Club Penguin is owned by Disney or it was owned by. I don't know how it works. I it guess was, they still they still own the rights to Club Penguin, I believe. They're just doing absolutely nothing with it right now, which is sad. Um, I wish they would do something. Um, but um, I think they didn't get in trouble until they started profiting off of the oh, use of copyrighted sense, yeah. material. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, which somehow, I think they were maybe created their... I don't want to put any misinformation out there, but they're somehow profiting out profiting off of club penguin when you know these should just be like non-profits like i like you should you shouldn't be able to make yeah this is like just a for fun thing like i think there's one being worked on right now which is like build a bear re build a bearville rewritten which is they're currently working on it like you can't 
you can't copy what someone else was doing and then like make money off of it like that's mm -hmm. where you start to get in trouble like all these projects that people are doing to like preserve the games of our childhood like they have to be like come from love and come from you know it can't be totally you can't profit off of it like that's where you're going to start to get in trouble yeah exactly yeah but um i also wanted to talk about some of the other kind of problematic things about these games so there is a whole like pay to play aspect don't even get oh me my god and it was such like a source of contention as a child 100%. for me definitely yeah. especially when playing things like um wizard 101 we've talked yeah. yeah so when when you play wizard 101 you everyone's kind of the same they're on the same level and like there is like a membership membership aspect of the game but you don't realize it until later because it's like they send you on this quest and you're like okay i'm gonna go to the whatever it's called like the wizard city and or i don't know it wasn't wizard so city. It's, it's the fire and so you it's firecat alley yes. fire and Cyclops alley. lane yes exactly. Yes. And you go there and they're like jk you have to spend money to get into this area to progress yeah. the game you either spend yeah. crowns or you have to buy like the buy a membership. membership and i was like and this like, is so shit. messed yeah. up <laughs> i was playing this in like elementary school mm -hmm. and that, it was always that thing where it's like mom please and of course like no no intelligent parent would be like let me put my credit card into this random it's website literally a recession but then mm -hmm. no literally but then they got us they at least they got me because a lot of these like ones like animal jam mm -hmm. wizard 101 they started doing these like prepaid cards you could oh. buy at the grocery store mm. where you would get it'd be like ten dollars and then you would use it and then you would put the code in the game mm. and that was always the workaround for me what i'd be like i'd be like sifting through quarters in my parents drawers trying, wow. to, trying to cough up ten dollars that is smart yeah. i never thought of that when i was younger but it did create this weird like like bullying through the game it was classism it was literally classism <laughs> like literally classism no because like in games like club penguin yeah. and build-a-bear and i forget what else but in basically all of these games there's like you can tell who's a member and who is not because like their the name gear. will be in gold their or outfit their outfit they have yeah. exclusive items like yeah. like and like i just felt so uncool like walking around like being like not obviously not a member i was like i'm not a part of the exclusive club yeah, it's it's it was sad <laughs> this is like the sad. source of insecurity i know i know that's where it all stems from <laughs> yeah do you want to know why why gen z is so messed up it's because of these games of pay to play on club like Penguin. you can <laughs> tell who was a member when they were younger yeah, and who you wasn't could. you so could <laughs> they walk through life standing straight <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah i just I just think talking like talking about you know like the crazy things that we interacted with as kids and I mean the kids these days like what do they have Roblox like Roblox is kind of similar but it's not I the never, same it's not the same at all yeah I remember like but I have some I have so many fond memories like mm. I was a big wizard 101 kid yeah me too still have it on my computer I'm I like, do too I'm like a level 106 ice wizard wait really yeah wait why aren't we friends we on Wizard 101? Because <laughs> I'll go through phases where I'll play it, and I'll uh -huh. like now that I have yeah. adult money, like I'll sometimes buy the membership. Yeah. I bought and a membership. Like, <laughs> like, like I don't know if that's a bad thing to admit no, to, but you have to if you, you want like, really to progress in the game. And I, I love that game. I would do that for Pop Tropica if they yeah. still had all the islands. Yeah. I would pay. Um, yeah. But we should link up on Wizard 101. Oh my god, yeah. I got the cool spells. I love it. <laughs> I was the biggest any game when I was younger that had mm -hmm. any sort of like pets or like mm -hmm. an animal you could ride. I would like literally would go rabbit. Yeah, Wizard 101, you can you, you have there's mounts, like the you pets, have pets. You have mounts and pets. Um yeah, um, I on my Wizard 101, I 
you want to know something magical so i have a dog called <gasps> jack and i randomly got, got like a dog one day i don't know why and guess what his name was jack. his name was stinky oh. jack oh, and, you know what <laughs> I, and i call my dog jack stinky all the time oh so gosh. i was like it was meant to be that's perfect it was so um, meant to be but no i have so many fond memories of playing wizard 101 yeah and i feel like this goes back to this whole like Oh, like online kind of social media things mm-hmm. where I would literally have these close friends on Wizard 101. Yeah. Where we would like go questing together. We would mm-hmm. like chat and yeah. all of that. Like we would talk about like the game and like, I don't know, like of course never share like personal information. <laughs> never share your password. Never share your password. But you, I definitely felt like I had like mm-hmm. all these friends and I was playing this game in like mm-hmm. elementary school. I was like a crazy, like I played Jumpstart, Math Blaster. There was one called Free Realms that I really liked mm. to play where you could play as like a fairy character oh. like this was the aesthetic for people who don't know i feel like it was it just had this very like grungy kind of like yeah. i feel like there was kind of this also area where it was like edutainment mm-hmm. like with jumpstart specifically um i remember playing a lot of it where it kind of like you would play games focused on like like math equations mm-hmm. or yeah, like literature or you would like do gr- your grammar stuff yeah totally and i have a lot of fun memories of that and i feel like it really piqued my interest now like i would play a lot of like nature jumpstart games yeah and it, it made me learn so much about like I don't know, like all these like weird games that I would play that yeah. really, really stuck with me getting older. Mm-hmm. I didn't play Animal Jam a lot as a kid, um, but something about Animal Jam is it's always been focused on like um, actually talking about like the animals in the game Definitely. and like giving facts it's like, it's about National them Geographic. and like teaching. The, yeah, it's yeah. a National mm-hmm. Geographic game. So I always thought that was really really cool. Me too. Club Penguin. It wasn't really that educational, but no. it definitely got your like creative mind oh, kind totally. of flowing. Like, cause you could be a ninja, you could be a secret oh, agent. Oh, the card jitsu. Oh my god, oh my obsessed. obsessed and I don't know. Probably the weirdest. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> we're sorry. We're looking at like old pictures of like that is such. A, like a sub one of my favorite like cores or like aesthetics is like nostalgia core totally. i love it so much and you know we have talked about cores in the past so my favorite is nostalgia core that is like my aesthetic um i have like a whole tumblr blog this is embarrassing oh, yes. my, my, i have this i've had the same tumblr blog for like forever That's amazing. and i and i follow like hashtag nostalgia core and i like repost stuff on I there all the that. time if you guys want to follow me on tumblr yeah. <laughs> my my tumblr is baby pink taurus it's i've had it for a long time ignore the name but yeah that's kind of a niche thing but just saying um yeah i just i love like the pictures of like like the empty like um what's it called like the empty like rooms in the in those games like it's kind of like it makes you sad a little bit like to see it completely empty i know like when club penguin shut down like people were making like rip club penguin videos and posts and stuff like that and i don't know it just makes me sad it makes me sad and also happy (laughs) i'm looking at your tumblr right now oh my god (laughs) this is embarrassing they're gonna cancel you over that i can't believe that i think it's worth a follow honestly (laughs) guys follow my tumblr Um, did you have any weird experiences on these kind of social media things? I know, like, you could, like, the ages, like, you never really know how old people are on these, um, platforms. I, I don't have any, like, specific Neither memories, but I've definitely heard, like, the, like... You hear, like, the horror stories. The horror stories, or, like, the, you know, with any, with any place online that is marketed towards children, there's always gonna be creeps on there. Sadly. Sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know... <laughs> I don't know. Probably the weirdest experiences I've ever had on like on one of these games. So there's this thing in Club Penguin where like people would act as like a mama and a baby, but the babies were called Pookies. 
So people would become yellow. So that means that they were like a baby. A baby penguin was yellow. And they would go to the pet shop or the puffle shop or whatever it's called. And they would be like, I'm looking for a mama. So like I would do that sometimes. And oh. I feel like that's just so weird. And, like, I did that on Animal Jam. It, it was weird. Like, <laughs> it almost, like who yeah. started this? Like it seems predatory. Yeah. It's just weird. But yeah, that was definitely one of the weirdest things I ever did as a kid. Like yeah, it's okay. And I know you people out there, you did it as well. Yeah, like, it was like on. a whole like, sub. It was, a, it was like a whole sub thing on these, um, like Emma, like these virtual worlds. It, I don't know. Maybe it was like people playing like family. Kinda. Yeah, it was like it was like literally playing family. But it was like so weird, and people were like mean too. People they were, like, were mean. They were like they're like you're an ugly baby, and I'm like you're <laughs> oh so mean. People are people are bullies. People are bullies. True that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially kids. Oh, my God. They just say what they want to say. Third graders, I feel like, are the meanest. Oh, my God. Yeah, because they're right in between that age of, like, little kid and, like, big kid. Yeah, fourth, like, fourth and fifth. I used to, I used to tutor Mm -hmm. elementary schoolers. Fourth and fifth, like, they're trying to be mean, but they don't know what to say, so it's just funny. Mm -hmm. Third graders aren't necessarily trying. They just notice everything, and they will say They will point out your flaws and your insecurities. They don't even mean to Mm -hmm. get you down, but they, they will get you down. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But I feel like, sadly, a lot of these MMOs kind of faced this this really big, like, bad force um, mm-hmm. when good old technology started advancing in our yeah. pockets. And mobile know? games became the things. And totally. And kids had iPads instead of computers. Or little, little iPod touches. Oh, my those God. Things? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I had an iPod. Um but yeah, so Club Penguin, when it shut down in 2017, they introduced this new thing that was a mobile experience yeah, only I called like, that. Club Penguin Island. It was such yeah. a flop. It was it such was a, a flop. flop. It lasted for like six months, I think, or like a year. Yeah. It was just, it's just like, I don't know. I think what a lot of brands are doing these days, like doll brands and stuff, they're kind of like, specifically Bratz, I've noticed, does this. They kind of, um, they kind of lean in into the nostalgia factor that they have. Definitely. And I think that's what Monster High and Barbie should start doing yeah. too. And that's, I think that's kind of what Barbie is starting to do, especially with the Barbie movie. Totally. Because there's so much, there's, nostalgia is such a big thing for so many people. Um, so I think if these MMOs and virtual worlds are want to like start back up, but like specifically make it lean towards, market towards the kid, the, the, the people who played it as kids, I think that they would be successful. I think if Club Penguin did that, they would be successful. Yeah, I agree. Club Penguin rewritten was so huge. Like, so Mm -hmm. many people knew about it just because it was that old Club Penguin. And a lot of people were on Club Penguin rewritten specifically during, like, the pandemic during 2020s. Because I feel like a lot of people during the pandemic, they were like, okay, what what did I used to entertain myself with? Yeah, exactly. so I think if Club Penguin was, was still up in 2020, it would be popping off. Like I just think so saying, too. For sure. yeah. I do, I do think Club Penguin rewritten still a thing. Like I feel like I've definitely played it recently. Yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know. I yeah. think there's definitely versions out there's there. There's definitely always. versions. One totally. of my coworkers used to play it literally every single shift. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. It's it's a big thing, and I think a lot if a lot of these MMOs, Disney, are you listening? Disney needs to lean into the nostalgia factor. I know. I feel like they do that a lot with their like new the new live media. action remakes yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think they need to start. They need to start leaning into the nostalgia of. Our, for our generation. I feel like they're leaning into the wrong elements of the nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 
Where's my Wizards of Waverly Place tie-in <laughs> video game? <gasps> Literally. Oh, no, I used to have the DS game for mm-hmm. Wizards of Waverly oh, Place. Oh, there was a DS game? I have the DS, DS game, too. Yes. I mean, that Where you had crazy. to find Alex's bracelet or something yes. like that. Oh, my God. I might have also had what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Nintendo needs to start leaning in. Nostalgia is such a big untapped market that just... It's just, I think the only brands out there that are really understanding what the people want is like Bratz right now. I think they're doing a really good job. Love their TikTok. Oh my God. Yeah, Mon- they're TikTok. Monster <laughs> High, like, like uh, they're kind of doing it, but like their so many. Are oh my God. So yeah. many people like do not like the new generation of Monster High, but I kind of like it, but like that's a very unpopular opinion. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's my conclusion for today's people. Yeah. They need to start. Leaning into the nostalgia market. There's there there's a huge audience out there. Just everyone in the world, all the brands, all the companies. Restart restart Clip Pigment. <laughs> That's yeah, literally re- reboot relaunch. Nothing new, nothing original. Nothing. We want the same. Always, we want forever. the same over and over and over. I hate innovation. <laughs> yeah, I I hate innovation. It does not excite me. <laughs> yeah, I just oh. I just want to do the same things over and over and over again. Yeah, true. Well, you guys have any closing remarks? Or? I really don't, but I feel like I really do look back fondly on like coming back home from school and logging on Club oh, Penguin yeah, and, like, totally. calling my friend mm-hmm. on, like, the landline and being like, dude, are you on Club? Like, are you logged on <laughs> yet or something? Like, or, like waking up super early before school to, like, do a mm-hmm. quest or something. Yeah, totally. Um, just really nice memories. No, literally, like, calling your friend and being like, okay, I'm logging on right I'm now. I'm on this like, server. Like, <laughs> like, we had to log in at the same exact time because yeah. it chose mm-hmm. the server for you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for coming yeah, on today. You, thank you so much for having me. Of course. Time. Yeah, of course. We love to have you on again yeah. sometime. Catch you back here you next week. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Garden of Black Unwritten. And we hope to see you again soon. Or yeah. hear you again soon. Bye, guys. I'll thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure One it out. One of those things. Yes. Bye, guys. Bye.